0: Hello, it's AJ and welcome to the D-Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney+. I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. Last week, we covered both the 1994 and 2019 versions of The Lion King. That episode, along with all previous episodes, are available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, we've been watching the original Turner and Hooch movie in advance of the new sequel series starting next week. I'll get back to that movie a little bit later in the show, though. How's everyone's weeks been going this past week? I've been uh, busy with some more videos again at work. I feel like that's how I start all of my what have you been doing this past week segments. Uh, Yeah, I've been uh, working on quite a few different videos. We've also started our summer marketing campaign for the company that I'm working for as well. So, yeah, really busy, just kind of just getting on with all those sorts of things. As well as that, though, it's been very hot over here in the UK. And I mean, hot by UK standards. If I was to tell you that it's right now 29 degrees Celsius, you'd probably laugh and say, that's not hot. But for the UK, that's quite hot. And it's really humid as well, like a really sort of wet heat. So it's not like, I don't know, walking around the parks in Florida where it's really quite dry. It's just like a really wet, humid heat. So yeah, I'm really struggling with it. I've actually got my fan on at the moment uh, blowing into my face. So if you hear a slight buzzing in the background when I'm speaking, that's probably why. And also I'm recording at least the beginning of the show today, um in the middle of the day sort of, and my wife and kids are actually in the swimming pool at the moment, so if you hear a little bit of shouting and screaming, they're probably just enjoying themselves in the background. I, I was actually in with the kids in the pool this morning, so uh, yeah, I thought I'd take a break, get everything set up, try and get as much of the podcast done as early as possible so that I don't have to stay up too late doing it. We actually ordered a Chinese last night for my wife's birthday. It was a birthday on Friday, and uh, we don't really get to do much with it being a work day on Friday, so we thought we'd try and do as many birthday things on Saturday yesterday. So we ordered a Chinese, which is her favourite takeaway. So uh, we always order way, way, way too much, so we've got half of it saved to be able to finish off this evening as well. Other than that, I spent most of yesterday gardening. Uh, I've not been able to do any, like gardening like cutting the grass and things like that for the last few weeks whilst it's been really nice through the week it's just been terrible and rainy on the weekend so I've not really had a chance to do it so the back garden was starting to get a little bit out of control so I had to make sure I got that done as quick as I can I actually filled our bin with grass so uh, there's a small patch in the corner where I haven't been able to finish it off so I'm gonna have to try and do that next weekend after the bin, bins have been collected so hopefully I get that done and of course, yesterday we also got the pool filled as well. So my wife and the kids went in yesterday, I went in this morning, and my wife's back in with the kids now. So like I say, I do apologise if you do hear any background noise, whether it's the fan or whether it's the kids having fun in the swimming pool. I'm also not wearing my headphones for monitoring at the moment, which I usually end up wearing them. But uh, just with it being so warm, I'm just a bit too sticky and stuff just yeah you get the idea i'm not going to too much detail but uh, yeah it's just a little bit too warm anyway enough of my ramblings hopefully everyone else has had a good week drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club plus of course is the word and let me know how you've been doing let's start off the week with a bit of marvel news Disney officially announced that Black Widow has debuted last weekend to an estimated total of more than $215 million globally, including $80 million at the US domestic box office, $78 million internationally at the box office, and over $60 million in Disney Plus Premier access orders. This is a good sign for the movie industry all around, as it shows that consumers are willing to return to the box office and that still consumers are happy to watch digital premieres when they are available. Personally, we're holding off for the public access Disney Plus release later this year. However, I have heard a lot of very good reviews. I've also heard some mixed reviews. I, think I saw one review that uh, Jeff Davies actually uh, posted over on Facebook that someone had given the movie a really high score and had said it's one of the best Marvel movies ever made, and he just turned around and said, um, no. It's good, it's just not that good, so yeah. I, I haven't been able to steer clear of spoilers, unfortunately, as well, so uh, I have seen some of the things that happen in the movie, so I won't be too surprised when I do see it later this year, but yeah, like I say, we're, we're just holding off for now. Also in Marvel news, it was officially announced that Loki would be the first MCU TV series to return for a second season. We'd seen many reports of this in recent weeks, but I'm happy that we now got confirmation on it as well. Kevin Feige also confirmed that Katherine Hahn will return to the MCU as Agatha at some point, saying, someday soon, it just can't come soon enough. In other movie news, Halle Bailey, I think I'm saying that correctly, confirmed in a post on Instagram this past week that filming has wrapped on the upcoming live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Of course, the film will now go into post-production for special effects and so on. The film is expected to release sometime next year, however, no date has yet been confirmed. This past week, it was, however, confirmed that writer Joe Trask, I'm not even sure how to say that, um, he has joined the writing team for the upcoming Percy Jackson series. Joe has previously worked as a writer on The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, and he has also written for Netflix's Lemony Snicket's Series of Unfortunate Events, Sorry, I'm really having trouble getting my words out today, I'm wondering if it must be the heat. (laughs) The first season will reportedly retell the story of the first book, and if it's successful, there is a plan to create five further seasons, each being based on one of the books from the series. There's no filming or potential release date yet for the series, but as soon as there is, I'll be sure to let you know. Earlier this week, Pixar released a trailer for the new movie called Turning Red, The movie is described that Mei Li, who is a 13-year-old, suddenly poofs into a giant red panda when she gets too excited, or I think also probably stressed, which, spoiler alert, happens quite a lot. Mei Li's protective, if not slightly overbearing mother, Ming, is never too far from her, which is an unfortunate reality for the teenager. I actually watched the trailer earlier this week, and it looks really interesting. But it doesn't really look like other Pixar films. I'm not sure why or what it is about the trailer, but I just didn't feel like it had that Pixar look. I'm hoping you understand what I mean when I say that. But you know what they say, you don't judge a book by its cover. It's currently set to be released on March 11th, 2022, so I'll be sure to be watching that when it is released. And I'll also be keeping an eye out for any further trailers or information as it becomes available, of course. A brand new National Geographic documentary series called Supernatural Planet has been revealed by the website Deadline. The series has been produced by Plimsoll Productions, who have previously worked on Hostile Planet, Yellowstone Live, Netflix's Night on Earth, and Apple TV Plus' Tiny World. The series will be created using cutting-edge filming techniques to explore the hidden abilities of various creatures. There's no confirmed release date for the project yet, but as soon as I see anything, I'll be sure to let you know. On July 24th, Disney will host a special red carpet event in Disneyland for the world premiere of Disney's Jungle Cruise. The event will be live-streamed on Disneyland's and Disney Park's Facebook and Twitter channels, and as such, the Jungle Cruise attraction will also be unavailable for guests during the day. Of course, the Jungle Cruise attraction is also going through a little bit of a re-theme itself, with new story elements being added to the attraction. When Disney's Jungle Cruise officially premieres on July 30th, you'll be able to join fan favourites Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt for the adventure of a lifetime on a thrill ride down the Amazon with wisecracking skipper Frank Wolfe and intrepid researcher Lily Hutton. Lily travels from London, England to the Amazon jungle and enlists Frank's questionable service to guide her downriver on L'Aquila, his ramshackle but charming boat. Lily is determined to uncover an ancient tree with unparalleled healing abilities, possessing the power to change the future of medicine. The unlikely duo encounters innumerable dangers and supernatural forces, all lurking in the deceptive beauty of the lush rainforest. But as the secrets of the tree unfold, the stakes reach even higher for Lily and Frank, and not only their fate, but all of mankind's hangs in the balance. Jungle Cruise will be available in cinemas and on Disney Plus Premier Access from July 30th, and is actually already available now for pre-order. It'll also be available for all Disney Plus subscribers on November 12th, at no extra cost. Also this past week, Disney announced a brand new special extra episode of Disney Gallery Star Wars The Mandalorian, which will be coming to Disney Plus on Wednesday, 25th of August. The episode will focus on the Season 2 finale, which, spoiler alert if you haven't seen everything online, saw the appearance of Luke Skywalker. The reaction to the episode was emotionally charged for many, deeply resonating with generations of fans, who were elated to see the Jedi Master return in his post-Return of the Jedi Prime. The episode will tell the story of the cutting-edge technology used to bring the younger Luke back to the small screen. It's been announced that the dog whisperer Cesar Milan is returning with a brand new National Geographic series called... Caesar Milan, Better Human, Better Dog. The 10 part series brings Caesar back when pet owners need him most, as the world has changed significantly since Caesar made his television debut 16 years ago. Episodes will air globally in 172 countries and 43 languages. The series will have its premiere on July 31st on television channels before making its way over to Disney Plus on August 4th. Moving back to a little bit of film news now. With production currently underway on the latest Indiana Jones film, we're starting to see more cast information on the project, with news this past week, again from Deadline, that Antonio Banderas will have a role in the upcoming film. There's no information yet on the character that he'll be playing, but I'll let you know as soon as I find anything out. Disney's FX brand has ordered a new pilot for a TV series called Kindred, based on Octavia Butler's best-selling novel. Having just celebrated her 26th birthday in 1976, California, Dana, an African-American woman, is suddenly and inexplicably wrenched through time into an antebellum Maryland. After saving a drowning white boy there, she finds herself staring into the barrel of a shotgun. He's transported back to the present, just in time to save her life. During numerous such time-defying episodes with the same young man, she realized the challenge she's been given. Production is scheduled to begin this September, however no release date has been given. The series is expected to release on Hulu in the US and Disney's star brand internationally. Disney's also announced some special events which will be hosted in select cities in the US this summer as part of the Stories Continue Tour. The events will focus on original series such as Loki, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Turner and Hooch and many more. The events will take place in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and LA on select dates through July and August. I actually wish that they'd do one for the UK, because I would actually be really tempted to be able to go to that one. And finally this past week is the news that Disney Plus shows have picked up a total of 71 Emmy nominations. The Mandalorian picked up 24 nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series. WandaVision picked up 23 nominations, including Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier picked up five nominations. Hamilton picked up 12 nominations, as well as nominations for Inside Pixar and Secrets of the Whales. More than 18 further series also received nominations at the awards, including Last Man Standing, The Simpsons, This Is Us, and many others. Anyway, that seems to be about it for the news this past week. Is there anything that you're looking forward to from this last week's news? Drop me a message over on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club. So, what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Of course, this last week we had new episodes of The Bad Batch, The Mysterious Benedict Society, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Monsters at Work, and the final episode of the first season of Loki. I do want to briefly talk about Loki. I absolutely loved this season of Loki, and it left on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and I know that there's been some reports of that online, and some people were anticipating the worst but I think that they've wrapped up this first season really really well and how they've progressed this season through they kind of started it off kind of slow but it kind of really quickly picked up towards the end to a very climactic ending and it's true what people were saying that this series will change the Marvel Cinematic Universe forever and I have a feeling that a lot of new doors have been opened as a result of this final episode of Loki. There's a lot of things that that can be done, not only in the TV series going forward, but in the wider Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's absolutely game-changing, and I have no doubt that it will feed into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and potentially even the next Spider-Man film as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing... Not only where the MCU goes, but also where the next season of Loki goes from this as well. I also watched the latest episode of The Bad Batch last night, and I absolutely loved that as well. And they did the right thing by picking up from last week's episode where they featured a much younger Hera Syndulla and continuing her story. And they featured the main cast far more in this episode. I'll not go into too many spoilers, but... I feel as if they wrapped up that kind of prequel story for Hera really, really well. So, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this series. It has had its few stumbling blocks along the way, but all in all, I think it's a really good series. And I hope, I hope we get to see more of these characters going forwards outside of maybe just the TV series. There could be ways to be able to bring them in in maybe even other uh, live-action television series. You never know. We also sat down and watched the latest episode of Monsters at Work yesterday, and that's another one, actually, that I'm really enjoying. This latest episode actually reminded me of a televised short version of the first Monsters, Inc. film, in some way, shape, or form, anyway. Um, You'll understand if you've seen it, but I really enjoyed some of the throwbacks and nods to the original movie that were throughout this latest episode. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying what they're they're doing with this series so far. And as of the time of me currently recording this episode, that may change this evening when I'm carrying on recording or editing this episode, we haven't actually watched the latest episode of High School Musical, The Musical, The Series yet. Now, if we have, then you may see me just quickly slip in my quick review at the end of this, but uh, yeah, uh, we haven't watched it yet. We've just not had time this weekend with all the other things that we've been doing, unfortunately. <clears throat> Hello, this is future AJ here. Well, actually, it's past AJ by the time I'm recording, then editing this. Time flows weird like that, you know. Uh, anyway, long story short, yes, we did watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, and actually I enjoyed it more than previous week's episodes this week. I feel as if they're kind of building towards the end of the series now, and they're starting to wrap up some of these uh, small like uh, subplots that they've kind of let hang through the series so far so yes i did enjoy it and i'm looking forward to seeing where the season kind of picks up from here so i'll leave you back to the scheduled programming now though but i just wanted to let you know that i had watched it and i actually had enjoyed it compared to previous weeks this next week though starting on wednesday we'll see another episode of monsters at work assembled the making of loki as well as the first episodes of some tv series which i'm really looking forward to seeing starting with Behind the Attraction and also Turner & Hooch. Behind the Attraction will allow us to peek beyond the magic of Disney parks to discover what's behind the attraction. From executive producers Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia and Brian Volzweiss, I'm not even sure how to say that, I am really sorry, explore how Imagineers filled the Haunted Mansion with 999 Happy Haunts, how the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror transformed into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, whilst also defying gravity in the process, and why Space Mountain took so long to launch. From the 1950s to today, from Jungle Cruise to It's a Small World, to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Disney Parks attractions have amazed millions, and this is the story of how they did it. Turner and Hooch will follow U.S. Marshal Scott Turner, as he inherits an unruly dog named Hooch, who may just become the partner he needs. Together, the partnership, alongside the rest of the Turner family, discover that his father's death may not have been accidental. In the U.S., you'll also see the addition of Spidey and his Amazing Friends Shorts, Season 1, The Owl House, Season 2, Episodes 1-5, through On Friday, we'll all see new episodes of High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The Bad Batch, The Mysterious Benedict Society, Playing With Sharks, as well as the docu-film Stuntman, which I spoke about the other week. In the US, you'll see the addition of a new episode of Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, Shark Attack Files, Walking With Dinosaurs, Ice Age The Meltdown, as well as an episode of Mickey Mouse Funhouse. Over here in the UK, we'll see War of the Worlds Season 2, Episode 2, Rebel, Episode 9, The Gloaming, Episode 7, Love Victor, Season 2, Episode 6, Modoc, Episode 10, which is also the final episode, Groanish, Season 3, Episode 13, and Good Trouble, Seasons 1 and 2. We'll also be getting the movies Tolkien, The Guardian, and Chariots of Fire. And that seems to be it for the new editions this week. Is there anything that's being released this next week that you're really looking forward to seeing? Drop me a message over on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club. Well, now it's time for the weekly movie club. And as I mentioned earlier, this week's movie has been the movie Turner and Hooch, starring Tom Hanks in preparation for the sequel Legacy TV series that's starting this next week. If you've never seen Turner and Hooch, this is your spoiler warning. So, if you don't want to be spoiled pause the show watch the film and come back and join us for the rest of the podcast now with the spoiler warning out of the way let's get right into it scott turner is a police investigator living in cypress beach california bored with the lack of serious crime with his current work turner is set to transfer to a much better position in sacramento leaving fellow investigator david sutton to replace him turner shows david around for the three days left before his transfer also, meeting with his longtime friend Amos Reed for a final time. The two investigators are called to the discovery of $8,000 found at the local beach. That same evening, Amos is murdered by an affiliate of a local seafood magnate, Walter Boyette. This comes after Amos has revealed his suspicions of Boyette's operations. Turner is alerted to the crime the following morning, resulting in Scott taking in Hooch, Amos's dog, and the only witness to his murder. Turner takes Hooch to see a veterinarian, Emily Carson, and he pleads with Emily to take Hooch as he has no experience of handling such an animal ever before. However, Emily insists that Hooch will be good for Scott, who lives alone. After returning home, Hooch's noisy destructive nature clashes with Scott's meticulous routine and lifestyle. Scott briefly leaves Hooch alone one night so he can go and buy some dog food, only to return to a home that's been completely ransacked by Hooch, however unintentionally. Furious, Scott kicks Hooch out, only for him to return later with Emily's female dog, Camille. Seeing an opportunity to get rid of Hooch, Scott drives both Hooch and Camille back to the veterinary clinic, only to be caught by Emily as he leaves. Emily invites Scott inside, and the two proceed to continue painting the house that Emily had earlier abandoned for the night. Scott leaves later, and although he expressed a lack of interest in taking things further with Emily, it becomes clear that the two are starting to like each other. Scott takes Hooch to the police precinct the next day, where a wedding occurs just across the street. Hooch recognises the wedding photographer as Amos' killer and gives him a chase. The murderer is able to escape from his pursuers, but Scott is able to identify the killer as Zach Gregory, a former Marine with several prior arrests who also fits the profile of Amos' killing. As Scott had earlier speculated, that Amos' murderer must have had special experience in killing, as the stab wound on Amos ensured total discretion. Scott also speculates that Amos wasn't murdered in a robbery attempt, as people were expected to believe, but in order for Zach to cover up an illegal operation near where he lived. This theory then matches with Amos's regular complaints to Scott about noises he heard going on at Boyett Seafood, the company that the murderer is actually registers an employee. Celebrating his approval to search Boyette Seafood, Scott treats Hooch, but notices his refusal to eat. Scott considers this could be a consequence of Amos's death, the long-term owner and presumably the only companion to Hooch. Turner and Hooch start to establish a closer bond, and the next day the police search Boyette Seafood to find no evidence of any illegal activity. With his transfer pending the following day, Scott is relieved of jurisdiction on the case, which is given to David by police chief Howard Hyde. Frustrated with reaching a dead end in the case, Scott meets with Emily, leading the two to spend the night together. In a eureka moment, Scott finally realises why the search of Boyette Seafood turned up nothing. Instead of searching for imports, Boyette Seafood was actually exporting goods. Armed with this new lead, Scott takes Hooch back to stake out the factory, The following morning, David arrives on Scott's request with the earlier recovered $8,000 from the beach. On a hunch, Scott commands Hooch to trace the scent of the money to anything he can find within the factory, ultimately returning with the exact type of bag the money was discovered in. Scott travels to Lazy Acres Motel, the false address at which Zach Gregory was listed as a tenant. Scott interrogates the motel owner to revealing where Zach is, only to be held up at gunpoint by him moments later. Zack orders Scott into his car to drive away, but Scott crashes the Cadillac into a concrete barrier, propelling Zack through the windshield. Scott interrogates Zack, who reveals that he killed Amos, and also reveals that Walter Boyette is in on the illegal money trade going on at his factory, but he's not in charge of it, to Scott's surprise. Scott returns with Hooch to the factory, and is unexpectedly joined by Chief Hyde. Already suspicious of Zack's earlier confession, Scott confronts Hyde, believing him to be in charge of the money laundering operation at the docks, using the gigantic cubes of ice to hide the cash being sent out of the country. A gunfight breaks out as Scott faces down against Hyde and Boyette. Hooch is able to ambush Boyette from above, although Boyette shoots Hooch in the process. When confronting Hyde, Scott is seemingly coerced by the corrupt police chief to frame Bayette, who is subsequently killed by Hyde. However, Hyde knows that Scott is an entirely honest police officer, and calls his bluff. A mortally wounded Hooch manages to get up and briefly distract Hyde, just long enough for Scott to kill him. Scott races to Emily's clinic to tend to Hooch, who has suffered severe blood loss, and eventually, unfortunately, dies later turner is made police chief while sutton becomes leading investigator turner also marries emily with the couple now caring for camille and her litter of puppies one of whom looks and acts exactly like hooch turner and hooch was released on july 28th 1989 and had a budget of 13 million dollars, and made more than 70 million dollars at the box office hooch's real name was beasley However, he did have a stunt double called Igor. Neither dog was used for the death scene, as a replica was actually produced for the scene. Beasley was actually born in a dog kennel in Wisconsin, and was purchased along with three other dogs for production for the film. The dogs were trained by Clint Rowe, who makes a brief appearance in the film as the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals officer. Beasley actually sadly passed away in 1992, at the age of 14. Scenes with Turner walking Huge actually took a lot of takes, as Beasley the dog was actually very strong. Tom Hanks actually frequently dropped the leash. To get the dogs to react to Hanks whilst filming, he had to spend a lot of time with the K9 co-stars in the weeks leading up to filming, to build a relationship that would be evident on camera. It was actually rumoured for many years, and later confirmed by their friend and actor-director Ron Howard in 2020, that Henry Winkler, the original director, and Hanks actually had a falling out on set, which actually led to Winkler being replaced. According to Winkler, he was fired 13 days into the production by a studio executive. Winkler said of his firing, Let's just say I got along better with Hooch than I did with Turner. The Cypress Beach location for the film is actually fictional, using mostly Pacific Grove shots for places such as the police department, the wedding foot chase, and the car chase down Ocean View Avenue. The line where Turner yells at Hooch to not eat the car was actually used for animation test footage for Toy Story in 1995. When Tom Hanks saw the test footage, it convinced him to be able to take the role as Sheriff Woody. Jack Nicholson, Bill Murray, Dudley Moore and Chevy Chase were all considered for the role of Scott Turner. Moore even turned down the role. A pilot episode of a Turner and Hooch spin-off, or follow-up television series starring Thomas F. Wilson and Beasley the Dog, was actually produced though the show was actually not ordered for a series. The pilot was, however, released as a television film and debuted as part of The Magical World of Disney. The movie was poorly received, but retroactively changed the ending of the original film. Of course, many years later, it was announced that a Legacy series would be released for Disney+. Plus. It was originally scheduled to be released on July 16th. However, as we said earlier, it will now air this coming week on July 21st. So what did you think of the movie? I actually really enjoyed this movie. I remember seeing it when I was a lot, lot younger. I I would have to say I was... It was maybe early 1990s, something like that. I I have a feeling that this may even be the first Tom Hanks film that I may have ever watched as a child. So that kind of gives you an idea as to how young I might have been at that time. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It's been... Oh... Maybe a year or more. No, maybe less than a year since I saw it. Actually, interestingly, I did feature this movie as part of my weekly movie club in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone and Sorcerer Radio Discord before I started the podcast. I think it was late last year, maybe around october november time so we have actually covered it recently but just not on the podcast but with the tv series being released soon i just thought it was a good idea to not only me go back and watch it again with the tv series coming out and just wanting to refresh my memory of the story of these characters but also for everyone else who might be interested in picking up this new tv series maybe wanting to watch the movie that kind of started it all so yeah no i really enjoyed it and uh, i watched it with my wife actually earlier in the week and she really enjoyed it as well so we're looking forward to the tv series starting actually as always I ask over in the sorcerer radio discord as well as the fun zone facebook group and, and also on my social media of course for people to share their comments so let's see what you all had to say this week Figment over on Discord said, I remember watching this film with my dad when I was younger. Never thought it was Disney. You're pulling up some great movies. Brandon said, Turner and Hooch was good. It was funny hearing about Tom Hanks' character eating the dog biscuit. It was also kind of sad at the end when Hooch was dying. Tim over on Instagram said, I really enjoyed this movie. Didn't realize it was a movie before the TV series was coming out, so glad that I was able to watch it. Thank you very much for everyone for taking part this week, and thank you for everyone who's left comments. Unfortunately, we don't have a Diz His review this week, or next week actually, as they have a special two-part episode coming up featuring an Imagineer on their show. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1pm and 8pm Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, if you do want to send in your comments from the Weekly Movie Club, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. At srsounds.com forward slash discord, or in any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. And if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie, you can record and send me one over on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. If you're enjoying the show, you can also now show your support for the show by donating a coffee. As I've said on many occasions, I often record and edit my podcast between roughly around 8pm and midnight on a weekend, so I'm usually drinking coffee throughout that time to be able to stay awake. So if you would like to donate a coffee, you can do so at ko-fi.com forward slash the D Plus Club. For next week's film, though, we'll be returning to our MCU series for The Avengers. Until then, though, hopefully you've had a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. And I hope you can tune in again next week. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.